This is exactly right. I'm Babs Gray, and I'd let Philip Glass eat my ass. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank God we searched for that. <laughs> uh, I'm Brandy Posing, and want to feel old? The I wonder what's inside your butthole, girl, was four months ago. <laughs> These are all I'm, ass related. I know. I, w- I wish I had an ass joke. <laughs> well, I'm Tess Barker, and butts or nuts? Cowboy butts drive me nuts. Yeah. <laughs> and this is lady to lady. Can you keep a secret? Neither can we. For everyone, that's the fucking best. Come on, baby, it's time to hang out with your favorite ladies. Ladies and ladies, ladies and ladies. Oh, yeah. Into the show. Butts, happy butts for you and for me. Mm hmm. I got. I used to have a T-shirt that said "Cowboy Butts Drive Me Nuts," and it got stolen in Oakland when all our stuff got stolen. Oh no! Oh. I know. I know. Damn. If anybody, if anybody is out there and wants to get uh, Tess another "Cowboy Butts Drive Me Nuts" shirt, <laughs> we have a PO box listed at the end of this episode. We did a GoFundMe for your guys' laptops, but I didn't realize yeah. that should have been obviously more expensive yes. than the laptops. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I guess I could just. I could. Just, find one but yeah yeah probably like some slim little city boy butt guy never yeah. never <laughs> you know yeah, that's not a cowboy butt best, god damn it it's best butt life <laughs> um let's bring on our guest she's a hilarious comic and you can hear her podcast fifi quest where she talks about how she's transitioning medically mentally emotionally and spiritually fifi dosh hi hey everybody thanks so much for having me yeah, yeah, thanks for doing the show. It's so, nice to like actually do the girl podcast now and not, you know, just talk about farts over and over, which is all well and good. But Oh, I know. mean we do. We talk we do about, talk about farts a lot. Oh yeah, don't worry. <laughs> we'll get we'll get into the fart. The opening was all about asses. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> I mean, obviously girls don't fart, so I get it. We just talk about the butts, but we don't talk about anything that comes out of them. No, yeah. like what it might be if you farted. Like what that <laughs> might be like. I like to be holding a cup of tea with my pinky up as I tell fart jokes. Like I'm very yeah. fancy about it. <laughs> as Barbara is chugging a giant energy drink. <laughs> they just fart out fully formed fudge for the Rocky Mountain Chocolate Factory and they just appear right on pieces of wax paper for everyone to enjoy. Exactly. <laughs> I remember exactly. there was a comedian who I had a crush on mm-hmm. who and this is gonna be very obvious if anyone knows who this what this person did, but they did a art um, oh yes, I know who this is. They did an art <laughs> show with pictures of their shit. <laughs> what? Yeah. What? Yeah. Write in the chat who this is, please. Oh, okay. <laughs> they took pictures of their own poop. And I'm trying to think who I think it might be. Uh, it doesn't matter. Did that make you have more or less of a crush on them? I, oh. Less. Yeah. Okay. Well. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Here's the thing. If it was this person, I swear to God, it was brilliant. It's just it's true. true. See, it's true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> so you're in you're in Colorado. Have you been traveling around a little bit, or what have you been up to, Phoebe? 
Yeah, I kind of have, you know, I mean, it's just, you get so sick of, like, everything I love about LA is just not working right now, so, like, and, you know, I'm doing everything remotely, so why not just do it remotely up in the mountains and go hiking in the morning, and, Mm -hmm. I mean, if there were ever a time, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's also, as comics, like, we have, like, a travel bug that, it's been very difficult to stay in one place because I'm so used to just be going and going and going that I've been kind of just manufacturing trips to be like, I just need to be in my car just for my own mental health for a minute, <laughs> just to get out of here. No, it's just being in your house and getting bed at a reasonable hour all the time. Like it's yeah. just, you, you got to flip out and just drive 15 hours somewhere and be like, I got to be in a new place for no reason. <laughs> yeah. I have to drive 15 hours to go get paid $50 to do 15 minutes. Otherwise, yes. <laughs> I mean, if only I can't wait. I can't wait for the day to be taken advantage of by a horrible booker again. <laughs> it's going to be great. <laughs> so you are you you said your family's coming to visit you or have you guys been together this whole time? No, they're going to come in about a week. I'm just going to chill up here for a while and then go hike and then they're going to come in about a week. And I haven't seen my like I haven't been around my family since I've been Fifi instead of oh, Joe. Okay. So, like, so yeah, this, is Fee- this is Fifi's grand entrance yeah i mean they're all cool with it don't get me wrong but like it's you know you know how it is well yeah in person i'm sure it's gonna be yeah a whole other thing so how are are you feeling about it are you excited i feel really good it's just like the more i can be out in front of people Mm -hmm. you know it i feel you can only feel like so comfortable in your own skin in a vacuum i think Mm, and just just all like you know with no stand-up it's like stand-up to me it's like a it's, a, it's like a wind sprint of do you believe in your own bullshit? Mm. And like, if you don't, they'll just hit the wall. And like, to not have that is, it's like, I would yeah. love to have that. I'm finding my new self, but what are you going to do? Yeah. So do you, you began transitioning sort of after stand up went away? Yeah. It, I mean, I literally got in hormones the day before the stay at home order. Wow. Oh, oh wow. my gosh. Wow. And like, yeah. If, and if I hadn't gotten that in, that could have been a huge pain in the ass. So I looked out on that. Yeah, yeah. Seriously. Yeah. Wow. But that is so interesting. Yeah. When you're someone who's so used to having that outlet of like self-expression to have yeah. that taken away from you at such a pivotal time. Yeah. Is sure. that, do you think that sort of was what was the genesis of the podcast idea? Yeah. I mean, it was just like, I just need to be visible. I can't like, mm-hmm. I need to feel like I'm not hiding because I was hiding my whole life. So it's just, that's, yeah. Also, it's, that's how I started that. Also, I just like, people have so many like weird, like questions about transitioning that are like mm-hmm. kind of just day to day stuff. So I'm just, and like, there's just a million things about it that you'd never think of. Mm-hmm. So like just updating that every week is crazy i tell you what you gotta buy so much new stuff you gotta buy a new everything (laughs) like like clothes are the obvious one but like you don't realize it's just like i don't want this boy ass wallet i don't want these (laughs) i don't want boy ass pants it's just every damn thing that's so funny this boy ass yeah. wallet that's yeah, a good brand that, you I should ha- like make a g- that brand wallet. that's like yeah girl ass wallet boy, yeah, yeah boy ass. Right now. <laughs> <What's you got? laughs> 
I mean, look at this. I don't want this. Like, <laughs> that's a boy ass wallet. That yeah. is a boy ass wallet. That's like the George Costanza wallet. Yeah. yeah. Tiny utilitarian. <laughs> so, so you got like a, okay. So you got like a, a chain wallet with like some glitter on it now. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. I mean, it's awesome that you're documenting, you know, your experience yeah. because obviously as a performer, you want to like, you know, be performing in some way but also just to have that outlet and have yeah a place where people can like talk to you and you know mm -hmm. ask like maybe the stupid ass questions that for some reason they want to ask <laughs> yeah you know it's just yeah i thought it would just be fun and it's in a way it's kind of perfect like if all if everything had to shut down like it, for me personally like at the most awkward point is kind of convenience mm -hmm. so like yeah yeah what i'm trying to say is i will sacrifice hundreds of thousands of people so I don't feel weird. <laughs> you, you did it. I see. Ah, fair. As long as you're thriving. <laughs> I'm jealous. Y'all are doing like so many, you know, Brandy just went to Yosemite. I like haven't had the mm -hmm. chance to really go anywhere and like be outside. I mean, I, I went camping like one weekend, but not like truly, you know, be yeah. away from it all. And like, uh, I want that so badly. But now I'm like. I don't know. It's just I'm still like nervous of going anywhere, you know. Really? I for Yeah, I guess I I don't for me it's like the opposite. Like I actually feel more safe in the wilderness. It's yeah, not get definitely. it's not in the wilderness. It's the getting there in w around people. Uh, right. Of it. Gas yeah. stations and things like that. Yeah, those gas stations on the way to Fresno are really stressful. <laughs> they always are. Yeah, that's yeah. Well, anything on the way to Fresno Can is always scary. I just say, I mean, I think if you listen to this podcast, you know that I pee outside a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I have never, my peeing outside game has got, has reached such an apex that I've officially started to horrify my husband. He's <laughs> a Philadelphia Eagles fan. Wow. <laughs> Tess, I'm so proud. Honestly, I'm proud of you. That's a definite achievement. <laughs> we were going for a run the other day and I was like, hang on. It was like kind of a busy street and people were driving by and I was like, I just want to pee right now because I don't want to have to pee while I'm on the run. And I just dropped my pants like right outside. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Like, I don't care. This wasn't people... even mid-run. You were just, no. like, pre-run. Pre-run. I think that's what was the tipping point for Sean. Like, he was just like, you're disgusting. Like, <laughs> Wait, how far from the house were you? Far. We had, like, driven to Ojai. So oh, okay. Got far. it, got it. I thought you had, like, walked outside and, like, gone two blocks and were like, you know what? Let's just pee on this yard. But I would do that. I mean, I it's bad. Yeah. I mean, you know, what do you get? Sometimes it's like you're going to be in one of those places you got to buy something, use a bathroom, you're in a McDonald's. It's like, do I really got to buy a coffee with 59 grams of sugar in it to just to just piss in Bakersfield? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, have to remember, I have to remember a whole code to get into the bathroom. Yeah, and then exactly. You have to touch the, to touch the gross keypad or mm -hmm. hold the gross key. It's like, no. I feel like peeing outside is just the more sanitary thing to do. You know what I tell young comics when they move to LA? like when they started doing open mics and stuff mm -hmm. keep a running thing on your phone of various door codes in various like bathrooms of jersey mics or wherever yeah that's good also when you're a lyft driver or an uber driver which a lot of young comics are yeah. <laughs> it's just good to keep that list going that's actually a really good country mouse, you're gonna need it yeah absolutely <laughs> i know i mean is there anyone starting stand-up right now <laughs> like is that <laughs> I... <laughs> imagine starting with zoom mics Oh man! Someone did it. It. You know, someone did it. Yeah, it might actually be like a lot more because it kind of is like I don't know. My first mic that I went to, I was so scared. 
I mean, that was like, mm-hmm. a, it took a lot of like, I had to talk myself up for like two weeks before going. But do you think it'd be less scary? I mean, like, I think it's just Kinda, as scary. because I had to like go to some, ra- it was like at the fake gallery on Melrose. I had to like, Yeah, I guess I you know. can always just like turn your camera off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, I wanted to share something. I shared this on my Instagram, but uh, I saw, so Amazon's coming out with like a, their own Fitbit or whatever. Oh, yeah. And they shared this thing and like all of it's normal. It's like, okay, yeah, it tracks your steps. It does this, it does that. So like, here's the last few bullet points. Provide simple trackable challenges that help you see changes to your habits. Monitors the quality and quantity of your sleep. And then here's the last one. Analyzes qualities of your voice throughout the day to help you communicate more thoughtfully and strengthen your relationships. And I was like, what the fuck is what? this? I don't need to be tone policed by a robot. No. <laughs> I was like, what? What, <laughs> I know. what are you? What? Is, what? <laughs> There's just so many questions like analyzes qualities of your voice throughout the day to help you communicate more thoughtfully. So is it like speaking up and being like, um, sorry, but you sounded like a bitch this morning. Like, what? <laughs> what yes. is it doing? It's going to be like, ma'am, this is a Wendy's. <laughs> yeah. Would you like a girlfriend who thinks she knows everything with you all the time? Like, yeah yeah exactly it's i just it's like but that is good like if you get into an argument with someone they're like stop yelling and you're like i'm not yelling and they're like yes you are and you're like actually my watch says i'm not yelling so. yeah yeah <laughs> it just goes right to jeff bezos observation tub and it goes in fact you were yelling bernice or whatever the name is <laughs> somebody sounds like they're getting their period <laughs> i mean <laughs> It's, and also, it's just like this Period. is the most obvious thing that Jeff Bezos is just like, you know, be, yeah, like he's gonna fully be involved in making the singularity happen. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Elon Musk didn't he just announce some kind of brain chip a couple days ago? He's always talking about brain chips. Yeah, you guys, <laughs> there's nothing we can do to stop it. They're Ugh. already here. The robots. No, I know, but this was just the most. I mean, I think it's like I like. I like knowing the robots are coming in a le- more subtle way. That's all. It was just so, yeah. so obvious that I'm like, well, you're just really telling this robot how to be me so it can eventually kill me. Well, and it's just like it, it fully is admitted. Yeah, we are listening. We're listening. And like, no, we're not even just listening to the words you're saying. We're listening to how you're saying them, too. Which mm-hmm. is like, who is programming that? Like, you know, I need a bunch of like dude programmers to be like, oh, <laughs> this, yeah, you're right. This that is what's is- OK. <laughs> yeah, let's get a bunch of Silicon Valley people to like, you know, d- just really like determine like subtle vocal inflections. Like, this is not the team of people you want working on this, guys. No, yeah. not, no, not the, I've never been best in San Francisco face to face. Let's get the no. most Aspergery people to like <laughs> tell if you're being an asshole from across the room through like muffled phone pocket audio. <laughs> You know, you know what city has had better conversations as time has gone on and on and on. San Francisco, uh, the oh, yeah. home of tech. You know, really how... nuanced, really yes. just thoughtful, thoughtful. A more people. a more lively, art filled, interesting city as time has gone on over the last few years, especially. <laughs> uh, for sure, it's it's just you know a hub of life. And I can just see now, like they're gonna have all of our 
you know, they're obviously downloading like our personalities this way. Mm -hmm. So it's just yeah. going to be all these little like Amazons in a room of our personalities talking to each other, like as they try to work them out. <laughs> yeah, I exactly. mean, honestly, I am ready to be downloaded. You can have Wait, it. In what way, though? Um, I want to live forever. And so just put me on the computer. I, but they're I, not doing it for that. They're doing it so they can like sell things and make and like, I don't think you're involved in this equation. I think they No, we are. They, your conscious, our conscious, that's what's going to happen is they'll slowly start to, um, your, your physical body is going to start to be replaced by robot parts. And then right. the only thing that's left will be your conscience. Yeah. But can't then the robot do whatever it wants with your conscience just being there? No. How do you have control over what the robot it's does? It's still your conscience. So I, I, I don't, yeah, this I don't isn't going to be available to all people though. This is like a very 1% of the 1% type yeah, situation. Yeah. I want to be in the 1%. Download me. <laughs> I respect that. <laughs> I guess. I guess all I'm saying is I don't want that to happen now because we aren't there yet. <laughs> A girl can dream. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But it's also like people are. I mean, but it's it's. I guess that's what's so interesting about it because like people are so complex. Like we don't have one personality. We have like a million. Yeah. So it's like, how would you duplicate that? But then I think the idea is it is you. It's you just without your body. Right. Maybe you'd have like a bunch of robots for like all your different personalities and you just have like a team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Eight robots just walking around and that's Tess Barker. <laughs> yeah. Just yeah, that's what I want. I, what I want Beyonce is already robots. doing. So exactly. this, this is a, yeah, this is a very like American Midwestern way to like have robots. It's like it's like it's like the future version of getting the biggest Winnebago in Kenosha or whatever. It's like oh, I got nine robots coming in. Yeah, for the simplest people in the world. And some of us will just have like a Roomba, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited for an army of robots pissing all over Southern California. It's going to be really. <laughs> no matter what, they're all going to be peeing. Why was I programmed to urinate? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> all right, we're all going to go download real quick. We'll be back in a second. Yeah. BRB. <laughs> Hey, welcome back to the Lady to Lady. I'm Brandy. I'm Babs. I'm Tess. And we're here with Fifi Dosh. Hi. Um, we're going to play some Would You Rather. Would you rather, 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 I love this. Oh, yeah. Let's Hit me see. with it, babs. Okay, let's see. Would you rather kiss a snake or a jellyfish? Oh, snake. Like, absolutely snake. A sna yeah. Yeah, yeah. snake. At least you know what the mouth is. There are cute pet snakes. I mean... It happens. I saw this thing on the dodo of this little three-year-old who had, like, grew up with this pet python, and she, like, puts little party hats on it, and, like, he, like, slithers through her giant dollhouse. It was precious. Hard snake well, that's on cute. this one. That's yeah. cute. Yeah, hard, hard snake. You know, I, you know what, Fifi? I like a hard snake, too, I have to say. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> also, is it, like, wait, so are, they, are we assuming that the snake is poisonous? Because it's, like, the jellyfish will sting no. you. 
So what is, yeah, why I don't see there's, it's obvious the snake because it's not going to like hurt you. Well, some people have a real fear of snakes. So right. they might prefer the jellyfish for that reason. Well, they're going to get a fear of jellyfish after it. I tell you that right now. Yeah. Imagine 20 jellyfish tentacles on your face. Exactly. No. Have you well, guys it- ever been stung by a jellyfish? You'd have to be by them, Tess, because then you have to get pissed on to, like... Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to go out and get stung so that I can pee on myself. They'd be, like, going to get you like they went to get Lassie. Like, Tess, help, we need some stream of urine immediately. <laughs> you just hear someone say jellyfish, and you're like, wait, oh, hold on. I've been training for this. <laughs> Why did Tess leave the podcast last second? Like, oh, she was needed. Duty called. What can we say? <laughs> we just see her, like, sit up and run away. We're like, oh, sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I think we would fear jellyfish more if we were in the water more often, you know? Yeah, they... well, and also the reason I bring it up is because they don't hurt that bad. I've been stung yeah. by one. Oh, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it just feels like um, it's little, like, pricks. It's like... Oh. It's like a oh, bee sting, kind I've of? Been, I've been stung by plenty of those, so I should be fine. Yeah. I feel like they're really hyping up jellyfish things. Like, I've, like I kind of thought they were just agonizing, you know? No, yeah. I mean, I think sitcoms would lead you to believe that they are. Or maybe I just have a really high jellyfish tolerance. But um, I found it mildly annoying at most. Mm. Again, that seems to be in line with little pricks. So, <laughs> um, Okay. Uh, no, that's not good. Hold on. Okay. Would you would you rather uh, want to have healing abilities or the ability to summon a dragon? Ooh. Um. I mean, healing abilities. I think. I feel like a drone could beat a dragon like pretty easily. I feel like that would get taken out pretty quick. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Also, you end it's up not on a list. It's not saying yeah. that the dragon's going to do what you want. Just saying you get to make it appear. But then, like, yeah, like, <laughs> the dragon just you fucking step on you. All your fault. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, wow, I wish I really was able to heal all these people that just got burned. I will this. say this though. I think everyone's first instinct is heal people because you're you don't want to be an asshole. Mm-hmm. But. You know, it seems like really burdensome. Like, I think that was the whole thing yeah. that Jesus wasn't into, right? Like, he got annoyed by everyone wanting to heal their shit. Is that yeah, what that's happened? Why, <laughs> that's why he killed himself. At yes. least in the musical, <laughs> at least in the musical Jesus Christ Superstar, which is what I base most of my theological. Uh... It'd be like owning a pickup. Oh, like everyone would be hitting you up all the time. Like, you know, if you have a friend who's a doctor, they're like at a barbecue, and someone's like, "Oh, can you look at this mole? What do you think about this cough?" You don't want to be that person. Yeah, oh, it would have yeah. to be like if you win the lottery, you really have to like tell very few people. Exactly. And yeah, you'd be like, but- I'm just going to heal the people I like and then <laughs> nobody yeah. else can know about it. Well, it would be hard to not feel like morally compelled to like just go to horrific places too and just like touch yeah. a bunch of people. Yeah. That would be. That well, would be and a then if you healed everyone and then the population of the world just got completely overrun because nobody could die then you have to unheal some people yeah do you have that, that power as well it was a left hand right hand thing <laughs> i'll go with dragon just because i love pete's dragon growing up and uh, oh that one. would be fine a cartoon have- dragon uh, i'm down with i like that he was a nice dragon isn't there a really cool fairy in pete's dragon no i don't think there's any fairies i think there mm. there's just a very very drunk mickey rooney which could also be considered a fairy a fairy okay. he's he's very <laughs> magical person <laughs> Because I was obsessed with the 
with the Disneyland electrical parade as a kid. And I remember the float for the dragon was really cool. And then right with it, there was a really cool float with a fairy that was like this giant Christmas light dress. And the chick would be like 30 feet up Whoa, in this giant cool. Christmas light dress. <gasps> yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's so awesome. I love, yeah, yeah, man, that parade is amazing. I, they brought it back like a few years ago. Mm-hmm. I had a friend who got to be Belle at Disneyland for a couple of years, and she said it was like the great, uh, the greatest thing in the world. Like, really? Yeah, cool. I think that's fun if you get to be one of the face. If you don't have to be in one of the outfits too, because like you're not, yeah. you know, huffing around in a costume all day. But you gotta like be on it. Like you, you can't have a, you can't have a bad skin day. Like, no. you're, you're... <laughs> yeah, you can't. You can't have a bad day. You can't like be mean to anyone. No. And yeah. it's and it's yellow dress, you know, end of the movie bell. It's not, you know, frumpy library bell. Like it's <laughs> no. step your pussy. But like out. who's this bitch who likes to read all the time, Bell? Yeah. <laughs> Every day you're basically a bride and dressed <laughs> like that, you have to pee at Disneyland. <laughs> that's a little bit of a nightmare it's like a twilight zone every day is my day and then every day is my day you know? oh my god that is a good twilight zone it would be a good black mirror like every day you yes. wake up and it's your wedding and you have to deal with all the shit so that's actually exhausting. a really good idea yeah, can I just I like say that. I hate black mirror I think it's just the stupidest thing I don't know how people watch why don't it why you it's like it I like it because it's just like it's so serious and so dumb, you know? Like, if it had, like, a little... Like, if it had, like, even the Twilight Zone, it's like, okay, I realize this gremlin looks like a, a bag of mops or whatever it was constructed out of, but it's right. just like, the senator has to fuck a pig on TV in six hours, and I'm just like, bro, can... <laughs> he can make an aide do it and dress up like him. Like, this is absurd. <laughs> I I didn't watch the new Twilight Zone, the Jordan Peele one. Did anyone watch that? I haven't no. No, I don't think no. Yeah, uh-uh. I need I I loved the Twilight Zone like growing up, so I'd be interested I mean, to I, see. What I like about Black Mirror is I think they do a good job of like fictionalizing the anxiety that I feel about the coming robot apocalypse. Like right. Yeah. The uh I think a lot about the Instagram episode. I'm like that is where we're headed, right? What is that one? The one with uh Bryce Dallas Howard, where she's like, it's oh. that world where there's points appears above everyone's yeah, head. Yeah, you rate everybody as you like talk yeah. to them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah. See, this is why I haven't watched it because I feel like I'm already like <laughs> so paranoid about what's coming. I don't need to like have any more like, ideas. Yeah, half of it's like stupid and ridiculous, and half of it's like, oh, I think this is going to happen. Yeah. 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 I was just in Big Bear, and my friend Megan uh, dropped, uh, accidentally dropped her, her phone in the lake. Uh, and. Ooh, there's nothing worse than like watching a phone slowly sink to the bottom of a lake. And then sure. we all we all just got ads for waterproof floating cases for the rest of the weekend. It was oh such my a god, troll. that's so creepy. <laughs> Whoa. Wow, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, it was like her phone was gone, but like we were all just like kayaking around her, just like, oh, that sucks. Too bad you didn't have a thing on your phone. And then all our phones were like, have you thought about us though? Oh my god. <laughs> It's like great, you know, cool. I gotta say though, I get a lot of ads for like tampons and stuff, so I'm like, this uh-huh. is good, but not great. <laughs> You're like, you need to be a little, yeah. It's like you guys are trying to go in the right direction here, but you should listen a little better. Yeah, yeah that's why we list- need these bands. It's like you need. You to can pay tell attention. it's a man running it. He doesn't listen. <laughs> he listens. <laughs> he doesn't listen. 
<laughs> exactly. You're only hearing every third word I'm saying, but thanks. Thanks for trying, <laughs> I guess. My algorithm <laughs> thinks that I'm really into mermaids, which is like close, but not quite. Yeah. Oh, God. My algorithm thinks that I'm into like murder shit because it keeps. Really? Sh- really? Yes. Because you're you're yeah. not into. Yeah. You know why? Because I, 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 we were watching Are You the One, which is like a dating show, but it also has a game element of it where they have to figure out who their matches are. So mm. I obsessively go over it and I like try to figure out who the winner is. Mm-hmm. And I think because I was like obsessively researching something, it's sending me these things now with like a woman. <laughs> Literally the picture is a woman <laughs> sitting on her floor with her dog with a glass of wine and she... <laughs> And she's staring at like a spread out of like a fake murder thing. And her shirt's also about true crime. And I was like, I'm not this girl, but the algorithm for sure thinks I am. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my, uh, my algorithms are so messed up from all my boy years. It's just so like opposite extremes. It's all videos like step your pussy up goddess workshop. And then like the next video is like Joe Rogan shows you how to punch a moose in the throat. I'm like, I, like <laughs> you contain multitudes. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> yeah. That's gotta be crazy. It's just showing you like random shit all the time. So have you done, you haven't done stand up yet since you start transitioning. Not live. No. I mean, well, that's not true. I mean, I like socially, transition which is just I'm living as Fifi or whoever now I did that back in January but it was pre-hormones pre-voice therapy Mm. and it was like it was fine but it was weird too because it's just like Mm -hmm. honestly I've been thinking about that a lot like who am I even gonna who am I gonna be on stage you know because I feel like it'd be very comfortable to do like here's how Joe does comedy talking about stuff Fifi likes and it's just sort of like I mean yeah do you think that you'll keep much of your old material or do you feel like you want to like just yeah I'm guessing it'll be all new yeah I mean something I did see that was interesting is when I that little brief window I was doing like before shutdown Mm -hmm. when I would talk about being trans or like anything I wrote anything I wrote post trans people like okay I feel the realness in this like people were enjoying me in a way I never mm-hmm. felt before. And then if I would slip into an old joke, I could kind of feel them go, come on. Like, right. it felt like it's like, okay, you're yeah. bullshitting us now, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I kind of experienced that because I used to have like a decent number of like slut jokes. Like I would talk a lot about being a slut. And then like when I got together with my husband, it was kind of like this gradual like saying goodbye to my slut jokes. And they were good jokes. You know, mm-hmm. uh, and so I didn't want to let the, a lot of them go. And so I would c- try to like pass it off. But I think the audience could sense that I was being disingenuous. Yeah, they can tell when you're not in the moment about what you're speaking about for yeah. sure. Oh, yeah. There's nothing worse than like having a hot riff that goes on for like five minutes and then trying to transition into like a written material. And you're like, <laughs> this, the whole energy change is just like they feel like, oh, well, now you've gone into um like a uh, autopilot and we will too i guess <laughs> i felt that that whole like dis i now realize i felt that whole disingenuous thing my whole 10 years doing stand-up as a guy you know like i would right. get so frustrated sometimes because i'm just like why do you guys think i'm bullshitting you like what is in mm-hmm. them um, you know so here we are that's interesting that's yeah. really interesting <laughs> i mean it's it was exciting. fucked up man <laughs> it's exciting. I mean, I'm, uh, you know, guessing you're excited to to see what that's like to, you know, perform 
when when we get, we're more able to really get back on stage and stuff like that and and like i'm excited to see you know you're mm -hmm. such a great joke writer and comic so it's like so fun to you know what i mean it'll be really fun to like see the side of you yeah and like also having the chops of those 10 years behind you it's like you're just gonna find it so quick too I hope you know so. yeah I think we'll I think you absolutely will be exciting. <laughs> Are you guys doing live shows? Have you been out there like on the outdoor shows as much? I've done mm -hmm. one outdoor show, um, and I would I have to say I was really impressed with with how they set it up. It was set up in a really like safe and and responsible way, and um, it made me excited. I mean, unfortunately, because everyone was so distanced and wearing masks, like. It just wasn't ideal for like, the, but it just felt so, so it was kind of like a cock tease because it was like, I was so excited to be back on stage. And then it was just like, oh, okay, this is, they're just an okay crowd because everyone's outdoors separated. Yeah, masks. it's just like all, it's all the things that make comedy good are not safe. for social. Yeah. It's just so yeah. maddening. Like you, you, yeah. like if stand up didn't already exist, you wouldn't think to do it in this environment, you know? Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But we will do it. <laughs> We're addicts. <laughs> but you know what? Like some people are really making Zoom work. Like Sammy Obeyed's Zoom shows are great. They're, They're really so fun. fun. They're yeah. The audience is having such a good time. It feels like a comedy club. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, we, we did a live like Lady to Lady. Uh, recently and it went really well like mm -hmm. we had you know we, we had a lot of stand-up but it also helped some interjections from like a juggler and some other stuff and it was very like energetic and and felt really good and I've been doing like a an Instagram live show and I think mm -hmm. like it doesn't really replace stand-up because obviously you can't hear the audience on Instagram live but just for me like I feel like my muscle is still being worked and that's the most important thing you know and yeah, totally and now Absolutely. my brain does like I do write jokes in my head like more, I think, mm -hmm. than I would be without that. So I'm grateful for that. Yeah, we've still been doing like picture this like monthly, and it's like it. I, I parts of it I actually enjoy on Zoom more than live, actually a little bit, because um, at least with that show, like the animators, they can they are working on their home rig, so they like know, they have all their own hotkeys and presets ready to go, and like it's uh, it it has just been nice to have as like a oh yeah okay I I can still do this, and it's not like. I don't feel like I've lost riding a bike, <laughs> which is nice. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 It's, I, it's wild. I mean, also I've found that I, it's easier. Like I do a bit with a fog machine and it's like, I don't think mm -hmm. I'd, it'd be really hard to do that at a live show. Cause I have to bring the whole fucking thing with me. So it's just yeah. nice to be able to pull off some stupid shit that I wouldn't be able to do. I'm just imagining you logging off a zoom show and then you're just stuck with all the fog in your, in your apartment. <laughs> Well, that's what happened. I got like overwhelmed Basically. by it, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I can't like see anything." <laughs> oh, <that's hilarious. laughs> yeah, I mean, who knew Carrot Top was right this entire time? Um, we're all coming. I did. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we're all we're all becoming prop comics, and it's like you know the what? second COVID hit, Carrot Top was just well, well, well. <laughs> <laughs> Look who came crawling back. I mean, Carrot Top knew it all. Carrot Top had the quarantine body. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love props. I mean, I've always loved props. Like one of my favorite places in LA is the Hollywood Toy and Costume Shop. Yeah, the place. Have is you great. guys been there? Yeah, it's heaven. <laughs> it is fucking heaven. Like it's this warehouse that has like any stupid prop your brain could ever think of. They have it. They have like every single kind <laughs> of contact, every single wig. They have multiple kinds of fake butts. Like any dumb thing that you can want. Like I think that place is so fun. I'm honestly, I don't, I didn't want to say this, but 
I've been very worried about the fate of costume shops in COVID. <laughs> you know, they are popping up though. There's all this empty commercial real estate and the costume shops. No, but I'm not talking about those Halloween pop-up. I'm talking about like ones that, you know, exist 20, oh, you know, 24 seven. Yeah. Like the Hollywood yeah. twin. Costume. Yeah. And like, cause yeah, there's yeah. one I went to a few months before quarantine or whatever. And I'd never been to it before. And I don't know how, cause obviously I always have to buy stupid shit. And it was just so like barely open. Like the lady took 10 minutes to come open the door to like let me in and stuff. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> and I was like, oh boy, this place, if was this place Adele's? survived. Yeah. Adele's. I love Adele's. Yeah. Love but like, do you think but Adele's is going to survive? Yes. Because Adele's has had customer service like that for over a decade. I'm not worried about the customer <laughs> service. I'm just saying like literally no one is going there probably for six months. So, um, yeah, I mean, I hope they got a small business loan and they're able to pay their, their rent. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. Is the, I don't know if the small business loan application was. <laughs> well, what, I, what I'm going to say is like if if I was a mobster right now, what I would be doing would be reaching out to my local costume shops and being like, hey, can I funnel some money through you? I'll keep you floating. Like a lot of places are about to become fronts that weren't fronts before is what I would like oh, to see happen. I feel like L.A. already <laughs> has so many fronts, so it's going to be great if we have even more. Yeah, what exactly. is you guys' favorite front in LA? <laughs> oh man, huh? Hmm. There's so many donut shops that just can't be real. <laughs> yeah, it can't be real. Um, I think I think the gas station across the street from where we live, Tess, uh, that place is definitely a front. Uh, mm-hmm. They they have blatantly been caught watering down the gas on several occasions. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they used to be a 76 and then they just duct taped over the sign <laughs> to just say CT gasoline instead. Oh my God. They never it just duct tape over the old logo. Oh yeah. I've got a similar one. There's, there's a, um, donut place by kind of by Desano's pizza. That mm-hmm. was obviously a Winchell's that they, cho- they changed the name to Michelle's. Oh yeah. I know the Michelle's you're talking about. <laughs> Shells. <laughs> I always yeah. think, you know how Donut Stop on Santa Monica and Hollywood turned into Trejo's Donuts or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, do you think he's, like, he's from here. He must get it. Like, you do realize, like, you're a transgender pimp now. Like, that's, like. <laughs> <laughs> Did you know that? That's I mean, fine, it would be but... disrespectful to not keep the integrity of the place. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's what I mean. Part of Tangerine was filmed in that donut shop yeah. there, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I tell a story on stage about being my dad taking me there when I was a kid. Um. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. One more. Would you rather? And then we'll go to break. Um. Let's see. Would you? Rather marry the smartest person in the world or the hottest person in the world? In the world? <laughs> I um, think this is an. I feel. You like, think it's easy? I think so. Because smart, think, you're going to be very probably very secure if you're with the smartest person in the world. I mean, you'll feel stupid all the time. Yeah, I don't want to feel stupid all. The well, time. do you want to feel stupid all the time or ugly all the time? <laughs> I don't think I would feel ugly if I was with the hot. I think. I'd yeah, feel- I don't think I'd feel ugly. I think I think hottest person because I think the smartest person in the world is probably very well they're both miserable in very different ways. I think being the most extreme of anything is like a very uh That's isolating true. existence. And like I already feel like, you know, I'm pretty smart. I'm not by any means the smartest person in the world, but I already feel insane around most people most of the time and I'm frustrated with like how stupid mm. people can be as a group. 
So I feel like anybody that felt that times a thousand times more than that would be like, ooh, that would be a rough relationship. <laughs> yeah. And I have some friends who I think are probably like, you know, I would say are like geniuses. Um, yeah. And they're exhausting. Yeah. You know, they're probably like, exhausted and exhausting. <laughs> yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. hot people are actually also exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you get more free stuff with a hot person. Like, yeah. I think if you're well, hot- or do you? Because smart people really know how to, they understand money. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I think your security would be probably good with a smart person because they would probably find a way to utilize that. See, I don't know about that because I know a lot of smart people who are like fundamentally useless and they're very bitter because they believe their intelligence entitles them to more and the world must be like, like they can intellectualize any of their flaws so they don't ever look inward. I'm going hottest easily. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I think I'm just thinking like what if anywhere you walked, literally you just had to deal with like a million people like staring at them or like, you know. Trying you to, like, already fuck, don't feel that to, way, like, fuck them all the oh, time. Dear, yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm used to people staring at me because I'm hot, but not the person. I, you know, I don't want like the fucking to be with Brad Pitt or some shit. You know what I mean? I Damn. think I could make it work with Brad Pitt. I think I could make it work. <laughs> you look if you. I think if you can't make if you can't build a good life being around just a gorgeous big dick simpleton, look <laughs> inward because the problems. <laughs> <laughs> the problem's in here, girl. Damn. I got some, I mean, I don't, I got some thinking to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> can't argue with that one. Absolutely. Okay. Okay. Damn. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. everybody we're back on lady to lady i'm babs i'm brandy i'm tess and we're with fifi hi everybody good to be here (laughs) um we're gonna do a lady problem if you have one please write to us at lady to lady comedy at gmail.com we love to hear from you and yeah thanks everybody for writing in lately Hello, ladies. I came to you a while ago with a question about moving to California despite my reservations. As it turns out, I'm now living in Palm Springs, and I'm enjoying it very much. I'm struggling to find an artistic community and keep creating in my tiny apartment, but I think everyone is a little bit right now. I'll try to I'll figure something out sooner or later, but I have a different question for you right now. I'm a silversmith and I want to be a goldsmith someday, but I'm compelled by concept as much as I am beauty. I want to keep making conceptual jewelry and sculpture while also practicing stone settings and making things just for adornment, but I'm worried about falling into the trap of making works just because I think they'll sell or because other people will like it. How do I balance making my art for my own sake, hoping to maybe sell it someday, and making art just to sell? I want to do both, but I'm having trouble reminding myself to stretch the fine art muscles sometimes. Any insight you can give will be appreciated. So, yeah, this is cool as hell. Like, what a cool 
Yeah, like, it's a fun thing you're doing. I will say, um, I know you're struggling to find an artistic community in Palm Springs. You're really close to Joshua Tree, um, mm-hmm. which has like a lot of like really cool, weird, like outdoor exhibits and stuff that you can go see. I mean, I know that there's, yeah. um, and just like the desert in general, I think is a very just like inspirational place just for art in general. Definitely. She's also very close to East Jesus in the middle of Slab City, which is like, I, like if you're a girl into metallurgy, like you're going to be all about that. And that's going to be... Mm-hmm totally a fun place for you what's east jesus east jesus do you know where slab city is yeah okay within slab city there's a little commune of just kind of artistic you know weirdo people and you go did you ever see the the video for um that song praying by kesha yeah yeah that's 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 east jesus that's where they shot that so there's just all these cool little garbagey scrap metal art projects and it's really like it's very like 2000s counterculture is sort of the vibe. And it's just, mm-hmm. I, if you're in the desert, you must go. Yeah. Wow. What a great recommend. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. I'm going to take that advice too. Uh, yeah. yeah um, no, I feel like, I feel like she's living such her best life. Like she's mm-hmm. made this move. She's committed to her craft. She's being very practical about making money from her craft, but also, you know, expanding herself as an artist. Um, mm-hmm. So the question is how she's struggling more with the stuff that isn't immediately making her money. Yeah, I think she's struggling with, like, how do I continue working on the stuff I want to work on the most, but, you know, make sure I'm not catering that to be too much, like, just for commercial mm-hmm. use. I think I think a big thing to do is figure out what kind of budget you need to live off of um, and, you know, try to live within those means, but, like, make make you know, the money, the, the art, like, your jewelry commercially that you need to be able to, like, live up to that. And try to keep it as small as possible. And then you have that gives you the freedom to be able to create and do all sorts of other crazy stuff. Yeah, I mean, you're going to the cool thing is that it's always going to be you. Whatever you make is still going to be you and your Mm -hmm. art, you know. So even if it's something that you feel is more like typical or commercial or something, that doesn't mean that it doesn't have like your touch to it and Mm -hmm. and all that. So I think you just have to also remember that that everything you make is unique and like going to have your your unique uh personality yeah. i mean i almost feel like in terms this might be bad advice but i almost feel like i would give almost no mind to what you think is going to be commercially successful in terms of like your style i would just mm-hmm. do make the shit you want to make and trust that there's going to be a market for it because i think you get into trouble with art when you worry too much about it's a little cart before the horse when you're worried too much about what it's going to be on the market. And I mean, obviously there's stuff that's like super fringe that it's probably going to be really hard to monetize, but Mm -hmm. I don't know, by and large, I would just make the stuff that's coming naturally from you and listen to your own creative impulses and, and trust that, that there's going to be a market for it. I would suggest like do as much commercially so that you don't have to survive with your art like that survival energy with your vision, I think is, I don't feel like that's constructive. I did for a long time. And, you know, I guess I will say, like, I'm coming from a unique perspective on this because, like, I'm a new out trans woman. But, like, I tried to be what I thought would work for 10 years. And it's this idea that what you don't want to do is so profitable and what what you're... Your mm-hmm. vision is valuable. Like, don't be afraid to believe exactly. that, like, what you really want to do is prosperous. And... I know I tried to be like, well, I can make some money this way and I can, 
use this to get in a door here, and if I do that, then that'll give me enough time to do what I really want to do, and for me, it just didn't work, and I'm grateful because it's forced me to do what I want to be, and you know, we girls, we've all been around LA for a while, I don't know a single happy person who's prosperous or who makes money doing something they don't really like. I don't see anyone getting away with that. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I mean, it's easy to compartmentalize and be like, oh, I'm just going to do this for X amount of time or this until this, but it's all your life. I mean, so it all may as well just come from like an honest place. And I, you know, I, like, I think you're going to, I mean, when you're selling your art, like there is, I mean, it, you are going to have to deal with like other people's input and other people's notes. So I think it's important to balance that and cons- mm-hmm. but consider that maybe like after you've created the thing it, or consider that maybe like once you're in a position to take commissions from people or whatever. But right now I would just really listen to your own creative impulses and trust those. Cause also I feel like jewelry is the kind of thing where it's like, you can kind of get as weird as you want with it. Right. I mean, I think so. I think you can definitely go yeah. on your own kind of path there. I mean, it's hard to say without being in this, you know, industry because I don't know if it's mm-hmm. just like if you spend two months just working on a sculpture and hoping that sculpture is going to sell and then get your rent. I mean, that's you know, you might be putting yourself in a tough position there. So um, it kind of it, it's hard to know what the details look like of that. It's like, are you making multiple pieces like a month to sell or whatever? It's just so hard when you put a monetary value on on your art because it's like, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've struggled with, with this a little bit in that like when you perform stand-up, you know, you're obviously doing it for the audience. And so sometimes it's easier to kind of fall into like basic uh, subjects or whatever because you want to please who's in front of you, you know. Mm-hmm. And so when you try mm-hmm. something harder and a little more out there, you're taking a bigger risk. But the reward when it works is just so much higher, you know, like Mm -hmm. I've never felt such a big rush as when I've tried like something really like a character or just like the first time I ever like did the fucking the stool thing or whatever the fuck like thing that you're like, all right, this is kind of like out there. But when you Mm -hmm. get when you truly, yeah, like show yourself for who you are to people, I do think that they really appreciate it. And like you do get rewards on that. Yeah, I think something to really just do do keep in mind, though, is that like financial stress does not at least for me does not lead to creativity it i feel like it blocks it quite a bit so that's why i think it's important to really understand like what you need to live off of and like try to try not to goldfish your life bigger than you're able to like the freedom of like knowing that my bills are paid and covered is so much more important to me than like having something something like material or whatever to spend that money on instead and be stressed about like recurring bills that like take my mind away from all of that shit mm-hmm. like you know, like the idea of like the starving artist is like, I, 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 it's not very conducive for me at least to like, I, money stress has taken up so much of my creative space and time in the past that it's just like not, and nothing very productive came out of it. I feel like if I had been able to be more on top of that stuff and like not, not have that piece of my mind that was just like, but how's rent getting paid? How's rent getting paid this month? How's rent getting paid? Like if you take that away, I think you're able to have more creative well that's stuff so it's that's just what's hard yeah. is because she's kind of asking like both things are lying in the same world where like we do you yeah. know like i do graphics and stuff that's not comedy to like make mm-hmm. money so it's like okay i can like yeah. go this way but it's not like i'm doing being like mm-hmm. okay i'm gonna do bad comedy to make money so yeah it's yeah a hard i mean i've done a thing. pretty decent amount of soul-sucking bad writing for money definitely yeah. mm-hmm. um and I think how I balance it is I don't 
I give equal weight to both the things that I'm like doing for someone else and the things that I'm doing for myself. So Mm -hmm. I take my um, appointments with myself like really seriously. Like if I say I'm going to write something that day, it's just the same as if I have a deadline for someone else. So Mm -hmm. I think that's really important because it's really easy to let the more kind of passion stuff fall by the wayside if you're if you're dealing with what you perceive as like, you know, the more important job. So I I would say that's been helpful. Um, Yeah, I mean, just that's a great that's a great point. Just like scheduling time specifically for your projects, you know, mm -hmm. you know, the the same that you would schedule for commissions and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's very, very important, I think. And I also like. I personally can't like once, I mean, for me, like that's why kind of why I like I had to stop doing as much of that kind of writing those because like that's still a day that I spent writing. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't personally mm-hmm. able to spend six hours writing for someone else. And then I would tell myself, Oh, maybe later I'll do some writing. No, but my brain is spent after six hours, whether I spent it on something for me or someone else. So yeah. I would also be mindful of, of how much mm-hmm. of that kind of work you're taking on and just make sure it's not um, mm-hmm. cutting into the time with the passion stuff. Well, and I think also an important thing to remember, like as people who are creators of art is to sometimes let yourself also create the space to be a consumer of art, too, because you need to be able to replenish those banks within yourself, too. You know, I mean, it's 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 I mean, we're all workaholics, so it can be very difficult to find the time to build in to be like, no, I just need to be inspired by things now. And that is just as important in your schedule as the time that you're taking to actually actually make the stuff as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like rest is not an indulgence. It's a very productive thing. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, yeah, same thing. Definitely with like, I think as a society we we view watching tv or like reading as like i don't know if people view reading as a waste of time but we view it as a waste of time but if we're writing tv Mm -hmm. we need to be watching that for our work and i mean i think the same thing of any kind of like art consumption like that is also not you wasting your time or not working any more than you know an athlete has to eat before they go on a run you've got to like fuel the thing also tv is delightful (laughs) exactly yeah exactly (laughs) yeah Absolutely. And then I also think another good thing I think for any artist to do is like, like Babs was saying, I think the biggest payoffs come when you take those big risks. So Mm -hmm. I think it's really like helpful for all creative people to cultivate um, the, the tendency to walk into risk. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's not always like in your, maybe that's not always in your creative space that you're working that muscle, but like do things in your life that kind of like play with your edge a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then I think that will lead to, to you being sort of more if you if you have good (laughs) if you can like not get yourself in shitty situations but yeah (laughs) no i think everyone should (laughs) i don't think so everyone gets in no no but i mean mean, like no i mean like if you can tell when to like trust people and not i just mean to so you don't get taken advantage of in some horrible way that's all oh well yeah i think that's different but yeah i mean i think that there's there's a million ways you can take risks i mean i think you know, mm-hmm. you can take risks by wearing like a an outfit that's ridiculous, yeah. or you can take risks by. I mean, yeah. There's. I think everyone has a lot of different edges. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and I, I wonder just is in terms of like also going back to like finding the artistic community, which is which is a way to be refilling like your artistic banks and stuff like that. Like, are there like I mean I I don't know that's because I don't I'm not in this world, but like are there like Etsy 
owners groups or anything like that are there like places that you can be like swapping ideas like where did you learn this stuff from um you know do you have like mentors or are you able to like mentee somebody potentially um just to like i i, I sometimes find like uh, we as, as as writers and things like that, we can have, kind of work in very solitary ways, and I think it's really important, especially now with everything going on, to figure out how to like still be around people. Because I'll be home for a couple of days and then realize oh, I feel sh- sh- shitty and I haven't seen anybody in a while. And then you go out or like you even just talk to somebody online or whatever, and then you're like, oh, oh yeah, I needed this, <laughs> which is another part of just like taking care of yourself. Also, like we, you know, it, it doesn't have to be, you know, your stuff you do for money that's not your dream. It doesn't have to be any more painful than it is. You know, you don't have to think mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. like, oh my God, I'm sacrificing my dreams and sucking my life away. Well, like, you can look at like, well, I do this for money and I need money to yeah. do what I want. Like, it doesn't, mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be so adversarial. A hundred percent. Yeah. And I think that it's so like it's all it's not separate from the goal it's part of the goal mm-hmm. it's yeah. all part mm-hmm. of it yeah exactly and I think it's so easy to take that resentment and just like the financial stress mm-hmm. to allow that resentment to eat away at the time even when you're not at that job yeah so then you're like working a whole extra hour that you're not getting paid for being stressed mm-hmm. yeah. out about it so yeah I always think like yeah it's really good to learn how to just like leave your day job at your day job mm-hmm. like, don't go around complaining about you know what I mean like once you're gone just yeah. Get it out of your brain. Let it go. Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They don't get to live rent free in your head is the phrase. Uh. <laughs> they get to pay your rent, but they don't get to live in your head for no rent. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> I charge you. <laughs> Thank you for writing in. Let us know how it goes. Send us some of your work because I'm interested to see what it looks like as well. Yeah, I would love to see some photos and stuff. And uh, Fifi, let everyone know where they can listen to the podcast and where they can find you online and everything. Well, hey everybody! I my vlogging or my God, I can't even I can't even think anymore. <laughs> we're all like, there. I'm so like divorced from. They we're all there. So yeah. like divorced yeah. from comedy. I'm like, well, I'm gonna live in a shed and live off the land. You know, what's an Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> but all my 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 tags and all my stuff is at Fifi Dosh at F I F I D O S C H, and you can listen to my podcast Fifi Quest. It's on YouTube. I like. The, I think watching on YouTube is a way to do it because you like get to see me change during the whole mm-hmm. thing, which I think is fun. And it, but it's also on Apple and Spotify and everything. And it's about me doing a step by step, step by step update and how I'm growing into the person I want to be. Awesome! Well, congrats! <laughs> it's awesome to see you. And uh, yeah, I just yeah, you girls too. Yeah, this course. is fun. Thanks for yeah. being on the show. And um, <laughs> Patreon folks, if you want to hear our top secret session. We'll see you over there. If you go to patreon.com slash lady to lady, you can find out all about our Patreon with all of our stuff. We have a bonus episode that's once a month, so that'll be um, on this Friday if you're interested in becoming a patron and hearing that. And yeah, that's all the stuff. So we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Can't get enough of us? Subscribe to our Patreon for exclusive bonus content, access to our first 100 episodes, and more. Go to patreon.com slash lady to lady now to sign up. As little as a dollar a month keeps a roof over the glam cave and keeps you laughing, even when your coworkers stare. That's patreon.com slash lady to lady. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We're on Twitter and Instagram at lady to lady comedy. Join our Facebook group, Lady to Lady Podcasts, to chat with other fans about episodes or even post your own lady problems. Check out our website, ladytoladycomedy.com, for show notes, videos, and merch. And duh, follow our individual accounts, Babs Gray, Brandazzle, and Testify Bar. 
Barker for jokes and info and where you can see us perform live. And if you want to send us snacks, stickers, or a lock of your own hair, I don't know, whatever, our P.O. Box is 412-794-Los Angeles, California, 90041. And please, leave us a review on iTunes, but only if you like us. We love you. We love you. Bye. 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 Bye.